0: Stephanie I hit record. Good job. Hello listeners and welcome to Get Inspired and Innovate. We've got an exciting show for you tonight. We are going to talk about how does voice activation enhance the classroom. So Stephanie how are you guys using voice activation up there in your classroom?
1: We are currently not using voice activation because um, it's not allowed in our district. It is completely blocked so I'm hoping tonight's discussion will kind of help with that. Um, but I use it on a personal level when I'm at home. Um, we've got Alexa and Google. I did win the Google Hub, you know, at the Google Innovator
0: show Academy. Off. Do
1: you remember that, Lance?
0: Um, show off. <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. No. And I don't
1: even know which one I like better. Um, huh. But I just, I feel like the only function I really use is the timer. <laughs> 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 and it's in my kitchen or to play music. Um, that's about it. Um, and I feel like it has so much more available, but I haven't taken the time to explore it. So Lance, what about you?
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we have, uh, tinkered around with Alexa and with the Google Home, both, uh, in our classrooms here in Cookville, Tennessee. Um, you know, you know, we're, we're still trying to, uh, figure it out and figure out exactly who I want to use it. Uh, But it's really brought to light something that I feel like is really important that we need to, we need to talk about in education today. If I can Google the answer to a question that a teacher's asking, is it really a good question to be asking in the classroom? Or if it, you know, uh, you know, we had those teachers when I was growing up at least that said, Hey, you're not going to have that calculator with you everywhere you go. Well, guess what? I've got a calculator with me everywhere I go, every step of the day. Now, Uh, I've got Google on my phone all the time and I can say, "Okay, Google and make my phone go crazy and it'll start answering questions for me or taking me where I want to go. So there's there's been a lot of really good conversations that has come out of, you know, what is good questioning from this? How can we use these devices? and what things do we actually need to memorize now in the classroom and because maybe we don't need to memorize you know dates for xyz we can start really getting into the deep levels of learning or the higher levels of bloom's taxonomy so that's kind of where we're at right now we're still in the infancy stage with this and i hope that our uh, guest tonight can help us to to take this a step further
1: yeah, I agree. I think too the voice activations can kind of help with time management and cut down. Hopefully, some of those tasks that do take forever. Um, I know right now, since I've had AJ, my mind is like all over the place, and I think I have to do tasks right then and there or start it or write it down. So I think when I can say, "Hey Google, remind me this in 15 minutes," as my Google devices might go off. Um, but it's really helpful. Sure. To get- Today at six seventeen p.m. To to get get this reminder on an iPhone, you'll need to download the Google Assistant app. (laughs) So there it is. Um, But it's just those little things where you can't write it down because we're so busy and our hands are full. But I think today's guest hopefully will help us with some of this, and maybe I'll learn some new things
0: yeah you know or if you're doing station rotations in your classroom and you just need a timer you can say okay google set a timer for three minutes and it starts It starts it keeps up with it for you and you know that's all you've got to do just think about the time that that would save you in the classroom so that brings us to our guest tonight we've got mr clay smith coming to us from new york city he was an educator there uh he previously worked at uh, LaGuardia High School which there's a movie that uh, came out about that called Fame uh, or was based upon that and he's working that's what on I was
1: some, gonna guess
0: that's what you were gonna guess yeah, yeah I'm sure you've seen the movie right yep yeah I mean. <laughs> You lie Stephanie lies lies Uh, and and he's currently working on a voice activation app for us to use with Google Classroom. We'll let him tell us a little more about that tonight. He's also a uh, Google certified educator level one level two and a Google certified trainer and it looks like you were in the London Academy Clay so I I don't know why Stephanie let you on the show because we all know that that she has uh, this disdain for the London Academy but welcome anyways.
2: Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, she was telling me a different story about how M- London was so much better and she wished she'd been part of it, but no. sure. okay, whatever you want to go
0: with.
1: There you no. go. <laughs> <laughs> total uh, lies.
0: Total lies. So, so for our listeners, if this is the first time you've listened there, there's a little bit of a competition between the, the London and the Sydney class. Um, I'm going to say it's up in the air, which ones are the best right now, but... Uh, I'm sure that Stephanie would tell you Sydney was. Uh, Clay, 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 talk to us a little bit about uh, how you see this voice activation actually enhancing the classrooms.
2: Yeah, I was uh, really interested in supporting teachers with efficiency uh, and making things go a little bit faster for them. Uh, I had gotten a Google Assistant and it has been just awesome. I've been automating my whole house that I can just tell it to turn on the TV, turn on the lights, hey, I'm home, and it runs a whole routine. And I was thinking, well, wouldn't this be great in the classroom? How great would it be if I could walk into a classroom and just say, hey, Google, I'm trying to speak quietly so it doesn't hear me right now. Hey, Google, uh, create assignment for my class and share it with them uh, with an attachment called uh, something and uh, give them edit rights so that they can go ahead and create their own things. And that kind of came up through the academy and uh, I I was encouraged to go ahead and go down that road and I did. And so uh, in the uh, the Google Assistant store you'll find Classroom Assist. Uh, It is currently functioning uh, it needs users uh, because the background is through artificial intelligence, and that needs a lot of data to work. And uh, it's it's increasing in popularity. But um, the the exploration of uh, voice activated devices in the classroom has just been uh, fascinating. Uh, I do find that we are blocking and stopping things uh, that don't need to be because they're they're not sharing personal information unless you're specifically logged in with it. So it's really a question of uh, who is using them and for what purposes. And that can really inform uh, whether it's, it's got its
0: place in the classroom or not. So, so Claire, are you saying that Big Brother doesn't want to be listening in on my math class every day and, and hear me teaching about the quadratic formula? I am absolutely saying that. Uh, man. Yes, sorry. I thought, I thought that it was such exciting content that they were just like, man, we want to hear this guy teach about this.
2: Not even close. Uh. Yeah. The only time that it ever really sends data back is if you invoke the name, which is, it's, it's a built-in trigger that's inside of the device. So the device is constantly listening, yes, but it is not pushing any of that listening out through into the internet. It's not going into the cloud. It's not going anywhere until it hears the name, or, or whatever the invocation name is. At which point, it captures what is said and pushes that out to the internet. The name that will not be spoken right now. <laughs>
0: we are avoiding speaking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Clay, uh, make sure that make sure we have the. Can you get us a link to, um, to your I guess uh, add on. To yes. Google Assistant, am I saying that properly? It's an action, yeah. It's an action, okay. To Google Assistant, now, and I may even myself need some help installing that. Uh, would 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 love would love to look into that though a little bit. I'll I'll, I'll throw you a link in on my uh,
2: my website, which has it.
0: So so Stephanie, I know that you have talked about uh, some of the things that, that Clay has helped us and our our group uh, to program. So uh, how how did that that come about? The the timer.
1: Um, so I don't even, like, I feel like we just kind of joked with Clay, like, hey, we need this. Can you create it? I mean, it's not really joking, but it kind of is just so we sound friendly. Um, But we're really like, I hope he does this because there's so many things that teachers need coded to make things so much faster and easier to use in the classroom. Because that's what you're trying to do as a teacher. You're trying to cut down time so you can spend more face-to-face time with your students as much as you can. And so I don't even know how you came up with the timer and slides. Do you want to kind of tell us, Clay, how that all?
2: Yeah, I think uh, you really mentioned the absolute instigation is that you were joking around with me. And I went, (laughs) I can do that. And that's kind of how all of this started. Two years ago, I had a buddy, Jojo Farrell. He runs the gag in New York City. He said, hey, challenge out there, everybody. I need some help coding this. And I went, challenge accepted having barely coded in my life, I knew some HTML. I was like, I can totally do this. I actually did. It was it was surprising, surprised me. And so sometimes those little jokes and quirks that come my way, I'm like, oh, you know what? Actually, I can do that. So when you joked about with me about, hey, we need a, a, a timer, I thought, well, there are other things, add-ons out there that kind of do this, that, that take over the slide screen. And I need to kind of like see how they do it first. So I went and looked at some of the programming that, that they were inserting into the slide. And I went, oh, this is easy. <laughs> Spent a weekend doing it, threw it out into the store. And uh, yeah, now it's, it's getting a lot of, lot of attention, a lot of heat. And, and I will also say that it wasn't just me doing this because I went ahead and threw some stuff together and then I pushed it out to a whole bunch of people. And I said, and this was a bunch of innovators. I said, make it better. And there was a lot of conversation.
1: And so, um, I had a teacher kind of reach out to me. She was listening to Alice Keeler's like 10 minute teacher podcast, the episode where Alice Keeler was on it and talking about how she codes and all that kind of stuff. So teacher was like, can I really learn how to code and do all this? And I was like, yeah. And I have a friend who might help us. And so then I reached out to Clay and I was like, Hey, will you uh, set up a meeting with us to teach us how to code? And he said he would. But what I really loved about asking you is I was just like, Oh, we're just going to learn to code. You're like, what do you want to make? And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. What can I like? What is possible? You know, but it really put it in to like, like perspective, like, Oh, I do need to start thinking like that instead of, I want to learn to code. No, it needs to be, I want to make this, and this is how I'm going to do it. And so I just appreciate you asking me that question.
2: (laughs) So to jump in there, we talk a lot about project-based learning. And oftentimes the project is a project that people have done before that we know of. We We know how a volcano works. We've seen that happen. But what I did with you and what we really ought to be doing with our students is talking about problem- based learning. What's the problem that's out there? What can we go ahead and try and solve? It might not be the solution, but it could be a solution and it could go ahead and effectively change the world, or there might be an iteration on it that eventually changes the world. But if we start thinking about, okay, what problems do we want to solve and pursuing it that way, then we have a lot of different successes that that expand far more.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it I'm not familiar, like, with PBL a whole lot. I mean, we do it in some of our classes, but I'm not, like, fully trained, like, with the Buck Institute or anything like that. Um, But I just loved how you were, like, what do you want to solve? And I was, like, oh, I thought you were just going to teach me how to code. Like, I didn't know I was going to solve a problem.
0: Now, Clay, I have to warn you, you probably have made a huge mistake here because Stephanie is going to give you a huge list of of this is her hit list of what she needs solved now. So please teach her how to do it. That way you don't have to do it all. Well, I'll just take the good ideas and do them for myself. (laughs)
1: I'll give you credit. And it was funny because I asked him to code like it was taking answers from a Google sheet and then like every student would have their own sheet with all their um, responses to their own formula. And he's like, I've already done that. And part of me wanted to be like, can you just give it to me? But no, I am going to learn how to code this.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really important because, I mean, right now, uh, we happen to be dealing with the coronavirus situation in New York City that we are just on the verge of a lot of cases that are kind of popping up and we're trying to support all of New York City schools with what's happening. And just having the ability to generate Documents for we are dealing with 1800 schools to just quickly generate those share those out and retain the links in a Google spreadsheet that we can go ahead and quickly check and work with and work with these schools has been a huge benefit. And it, it really is coming down to the fact that I happen to know a little bit of coding to be able to support all of us as we're working through these emergencies.
0: You know, and you was, one thing you were talking about was, uh, you know, speeding up the process for us in education. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like in education, we're at a snail's pace all the time. It takes forever to get something done, it seems like, or get something approved. So, Stephanie, you know, by by 2040, you might be able to use uh, some automation in your classroom uh, since since it takes forever to get things approved. But, you know, I really really like that, that you said, you know, this is your goal that you came in with was to give us some time back or to help us to speed up that process in the classroom. And, you know, I was in a class the other day where we were, we were talking about it. And uh, one of the teachers, I think it was like a third grade classroom was asking a question about sharks. And it just said, okay, Google. And then asked the question about sharks. And then they got the answer right back. And the kids real time, you know, they didn't have to go look it up. They didn't have to get a computer, you know, Uh, the teacher didn't have to grab a book or anything it's just like okay google and then they got the answer back thought it was excellent excellent and how much time it could save us every day and that comes right
2: back to if we can go ahead and ask that question to google and get the answer right back is it really the right question rather than that uh now I, i do still believe that uh common knowledge is uncommon but should be learned still. Um, we should all have those, those banks of resources that we can go back to and, and kind of know the answer for, just in case we're ever on Jeopardy. You know, you never know, you never know, well, pub quiz maybe. Uh, but at the same time, I, we really wanna push into the higher levels of Bloom's Taxonomy. So we wanna know about sharks. Well, well, why? Why are we learning about sharks? What's specific about that that is going to influence whatever it is that we're doing within the classroom? And let's explore a little bit more of, well, can we create a shark? How, how would we mimic something like that for ourselves? How could, how could we go ahead and pursue that? And even deeper and deeper and deeper to really enhance the learning that's going on. So that it becomes far more about the process than it does about the actual knowledge and information. Cause knowledge and information is easily accessible now, but it is the, the process and the, the way of working with things that is far more difficult that uh, we're finding in the workplace to find people that can do those things.
1: It is about the process. And I think Google innovator really taught me the process because I'm so type A and I just have checklists and I've got to get my checklist done. And Google was like, no, you're gonna have a year long project. It's not gonna be a quick check it off." And just that process of connecting with other educators and reaching out and like having a month to month project that I did was um, pretty intense for me, but it really made me a stronger educator because of that process. Clay, what meme or quote did you bring for today?
2: So I brought success happens when opportunity and preparation meet. So always be prepared. Uh, I was a talent agent for about 10 years uh, and I would see it all the time is that my clients I was working with, when they were prepared for something, when they were constantly working and ready to go. There's a reminder
1: for Stephanie.
2: Oh, (laughs) thank you for reminding us about that. (laughs) See how voice activation can help us all.
1: And I was, you know, preparing for this moment. Yeah,
2: Google was prepared (laughs) for you, and it took that opportunity to go ahead and interrupt everything I was saying. Yeah. We know how to run it.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. All right, so my meme is buy an Amazon Echo and use it as a set timer. Again, I only use my devices for a timer, and I really do need to start exploring more. Because they have so much more possibilities, but yet I'm like, hey, set a 10-minute timer. And then it does it, and then I get my cookies or whatever I'm baking out of the oven. But it has so much more than just a timer.
0: (laughs) So, so Stephanie, do you know who the actor is in your meme? I have to ask. I do not. Stephanie. (laughs) That is Eddie Murphy. You who, that's eddie murphy that does
1: not look like eddie murphy
0: that is eddie murphy yeah, yes know who eddie murphy is
1: i do he was in dr doolittle the doolittle
0: but this was when he was younger this was i think in oh. coming to america wasn't he in coming to america Chloe? Yep, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. Yep. i don't remember
1: from there i was eddie. probably before i was born
0: wait you've seen that movie no, no. You, <laughs> should, you should go watch that you should go watch that movie Okay, I'll give you a second chance here, Stephanie. Do you know where my meme came from?
1: I do. Um, Meme
0: girls. Of course you would recognize (laughs) Meme girls. Oh, all right. So, so mine says. This was
1: made when I was like, I think in high school.
0: When you were a mean girl?
1: No. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I still am apparently to Clay.
0: Uh, Oh, well, not just to Clay. (laughs) But two others. All right. So mine says, stop trying to make voice to text work. It's not going to happen. So those of you listening can obviously tell that I have a Southern twang about me and uh, Google just doesn't understand me. So I try using the voice to text, but it's just usually more trouble for me to edit what I was saying uh, than me just typing it in. So there is actually assistive technology device out there that goes ahead and
2: translates those with uh, speech impediments in any way. So you might want to consider grabbing one of those. Let's see how it works on the the Southern Twang, And it will translate it into actually regular English. And I can say these things because I'm from Alabama. So uh, you can actually translate those things into regular English and it can go ahead and talk to the voice assist. How about that?
0: Yeah, there you go. You know, I actually made a joke today about uh, Alabama. So I'll go ahead and throw this out there. Um, so, So a buddy of mine is in Tennessee right now from Alabama. And he said, "Man, I gotta get it out of this place. There's 60 confirmed cases of the coronavirus supposedly in Tennessee right now." He said, "We don't have any in Alabama." And I said, "Dude, that's because y'all don't know how to use the test down there." That is scarily accurate.
1: Well, that's so mean. And <laughs> I'm
0: the my, mean one. Yeah, I love my people from Alabama, but that's that's a joke, maybe. He he said they actually named the toothbrush after Alabama because okay. people that, yeah people there only have one tooth. Oh. The toothbrush. That's what he told me. That's yeah, that's what he good said. Dad joke, good dad joke right there. There you all go. Right,
1: so Clay, what's something that you've learned this week that can be innovative for tomorrow?
2: Yeah, realistic coding skills. Uh, the being prepared is a big one. Uh, <laughs> just with everything that's happening in New York City right now, uh, to just have ha- having all of this go on and happen to have all of this documentation right at my fingertips, was instrumental in everything that we're doing to prepare all of our schools right now. That it was very easy for me to gather uh, resources that I had curated and just get them out there to, I've been collecting a lot of things. So I had a great wakelet all ready to go. And it was just kind of like here. And we were, we were all set.
1: And I think that's, what's so awesome about the edtech community is we share everything. And so like, I'm a part of, you know, Google trainer and the innovator group. And like, I would see a Google slide or Google doc pop up and I'm like, save it to drive. Just save it, save it, save it. it. I don't even care what it is. Just save it. And, um, actually one of the documents was really helpful. We did steal it. I don't even know where it came from, but it's ours now. (laughs) Um, So mine is common sense. I didn't even know they did this. I don't know when they've started, but they now send text messages, um, which is kind of interesting to help parents with balancing technology with their child. And I feel like our parents are really struggling because they are from that older generation um, that didn't get technology until later in life. And now they're really having a hard time helping their child manage all of this. Um, so you just text 2155 and you with kids as the message and then you get like a weekly text message with a um, tip for the week. And I thought that was a good idea. So I might start doing that for my district, kind of stealing that idea because um, I don't I think I know what my parents need in my district compared to what they're sending and um, just making it more beneficial to them and catering their needs But I just thought it was a really good idea because we do, you know, meetings in person and only like six people show up and it's the parents that don't need to be there because they're already doing everything that they can To help their child. And so I thought maybe this is a way to reach more people. Lance.
0: Yeah, so I've got one here called story speak. Uh, So this is uh, a build your own adventure. Application that you can use with your Alexa. I think it's only available for Alexa right now. And there's a template there for build your own adventure. So you can have your students actually type out a build your own adventure. There's some. There's a little bit of coding that goes in there. Enough that it's not too much for me. Um, I'm not a coder. But then Alexa will read the story to the students, they can make choices, and then it will tell them that part of the story. So I've seen this set up and kids will sit there for 30 and 40 minutes writing, and then other kids will sit there another 30 and 40 minutes, you know, actually going through each part of the story. What happens if I would've done this? What happened if I would've done that? So I think it's a really cool activity that you can do in your classroom.
1: Perfect, all right, thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. Clay, how can people connect with you?
0: Uh, Yeah, if they go to
2: claycodes.org, c-l-a-y-c-o-d-e-s.org, there's a lot of my my apps and add-ons and extensions and connections to the voice-activated classroom are listed there, Uh, but that's uh, also a great way to get in touch with me.
1: So make sure you reach out to Clay, he will definitely maybe help you, unless he's helping me first. I call dibs. And make sure you check out the show notes at getinspiredandinnovate.com, where you can find all of these resources and links that Clay has kind of shared with his project. And so you can trust them out and try them out. Um, We look forward to talking to you guys next week.